So one thing I was just commenting to Liz, what would really be convenient since Liz is a morning person and I'm not, but I'm on the West Coast and she's not. Really, ideally, she should be on the West Coast and I'd be on the East Coast because then with the time difference, our schedules would almost line up. They would almost just about line up. Yeah, mm-hmm. because then you could sleep in until noon and it would be 9 a.m. for me and, you know, we'd, we'd be on the perfect time. <laughs> almost. Which is not what's happening right now. Zion is just waking up and I have been up happily. Well, I don't know about happily, but I've been up for a few hours now. And, and it's a uh, Sunday morning. A morning glow going on right now. Oh, well, so. thank you. Yeah, as it is, the, the, the time difference between our coasts sort of amplifies the differences in the way that we prefer to live our lives. But still, we persevere <laughs> to bring you the latest the episode. we prefer to live our lives. That sounded so deep, so <laughs> controversial, so divisive. But nonetheless, we reach across this temporal and geographical barrier to bring you the next, the latest <laughs> episode of PH Divas. And we're a podcast about academia, culture, and social justice across the STEM humanities divide. How was that? That's right. I am Dr. Liz Wayne. I like that. I like how you say that. Well, thank you. And I'm Dr. Zain Yao, representing the humanities. And this week, we're going to talk to you guys about conferences. I really have to stop doing that. I think I'm Oprah and I'm not. Um, this week, we're going to talk about conferences. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes to them, hopefully. And if you don't, you will after you talk to us or we tell you about how awesome they are. And we're going to tell you why and the things that we've learned about this. And also, we're going to talk about some differences. Because when Zion and I were planning this episode, the first thing that we really realized was it's a lot different <laughs> between the yeah. humanities and the sciences. Mm-hmm. And also, Liz is sort of dancing around this. But as if you're following our social media, <laughs> you know that a very different type of conference just happened that Liz was a part of, which is the TED conference, the, so the annual TED conference. Liz, of course, is a, a TED fellow for this year, and she gave a talk. I am. In, she visited me in Vancouver, which was awesome. I um, did. And we'll talk about her experience rubbing shoulders with uh, the movers and shakers. I- the movers and the shakers. That's yes. funny. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's okay. Ted was amazing. I, when I signed up to be, when I applied to be a Ted fellow, one, I was like, I'm going to get it, obviously. And, <laughs> but two, I thought I was just signing up to give a talk, like a five minute talk. And I didn't realize just how much actually comes with the package and how amazing it is. And first of all, you know, just assuming I get it, that's that's pretty um, ballsy considering that they only accept 15 people out of the whole world. And there are thousands upon thousands of applications. So Ooh. I felt very humbled. Yeah, very humbled. But the TED Fellows program really puts you on to this different platform. And... So there I am in Vancouver, and I went to TED, and TED is amazing. I don't know if you guys, some people that I've spoken to know nothing about TED. Some people are in love with the TED Talks. And then there's the other group of people who, like, go to TED, like the actual TED. And it's just huge. And a lot of wealth, a lot of people with money, literally the movers and the shakers. And I think... In the beginning, it was really easy to think, oh, my God, Shonda Rhimes will be there and Serena Williams. And then I got there and, you know, seeing them, like, so close up and personal was really interesting. But 
but I I started to reach this overload because I realized that every single person I met did something super, super exciting and cool and life-changing. And you start to see these people in different ways. Mm-hmm. And also at the TED conference, Liz was one of these awesome people. I mean, like she always is, but in particular, like she was having all these meetings with people. Um, no, it was exciting. Yeah. It was super exciting. Yeah. I it actually... Was- like wait, we managed oh to have a God. brief meet. So Liz came a day before, so she was able to spend time with me. Um, but then I also uh, managed to meet up with her briefly during the conference. I wasn't allowed to go in because I didn't have a ticket, and those cost she, she thousands didn't have dollars. $2, yeah, basically. you know, believe it or not, I I didn't have that money. But Liz still snuck out some <laughs> fancy free snacks for me, which was awesome. And like it was funny because I yeah. ran towards Liz because I was really excited, and then she's like, "She was it's okay, so Liz." And, but like, like Liz is like. I'm really excited to see you, but I don't have very much energy. I'm losing my voice, but like how I'm expressing myself is not how I feel on the inside. <laughs> it was so funny because she was, she was like a ball of excitement coming at me and I was so exhausted. And I thought, I can't, no, 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 please stop. And then, and then I thought, oh God, I think me young stop at her is probably giving the wrong signal. But my voice was gone. I had been talking from 6 a.m. until midnight or later every single day. And I don't have an indoor voice. I just go zero to 100. I'm just like, I'm excited, like, the whole time. And that's not how you do TED. I mean, that's how I did it. But I think I should, like, take some voice lessons and learn how to whisper. And I was not into whispering. Or the music was so loud and, like, you're talking over the music. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I met someone who was a producer on Star Wars. I tried to pitch a tv show to netflix you know i try to um talk about a book i was talking to people about my project and they're like oh that's cool do you need money now and i'm like oh this is so it's a lot of exciting things to talk about and you know the space itself i just didn't understand until i got there what it actually meant and the kind of power and privilege that was in that room and it's actually made me think about other conversations about wealth distribution and, um, and and other sorts of things like that. But suffice to say, TED was this really overwhelming, amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it's designed to be that way so that you leave energized with lots of ideas. And that's also why the CEOs go to this. That's why they pay for this because mm-hmm. they want to be in a room with all these creative people who are inspiring the world, the next ideas, and they want to be there so they can take that back to their companies and go, this is the direction we need to go because everyone's going to wear pink next year. So pink is what we need to do, uh-huh. essentially. I mean, that's like Target and BMW, Lululemon, um, tons of other companies that I just cannot think of right now. But it was an amazing experience. And to be there as a fellow where I didn't have to really – I was my uh, contribution – to the world, so to speak, was my ticket there. It was really, really exciting. Uh-huh. Um, and I got some freebies, and you know, we're gonna talk about this in a bit. But the conference freebies that you know, like you get a free bag, but you know, I got a Lululemon bag that cost like one hundred and fifty dollars um, as the base that I put all the other gifts into. So you can just <laughs> imagine the kind of scale up that happened here. I was gonna say that maybe for we should backtrack a bit and like sort of give. Like, we've sort of been throwing a lot of things at our listeners, um, which is sort of overwhelming because the experience is overwhelming. But let's maybe, like, how about you talk about what did the application involve? And also, we haven't talked about what your talk is. So application, (laughs) the talk, what was the prep like? And then... 
Well, the application is just you write essays, mm-hmm. a, a series of essays about yourself, and then if you make it to the next round, past that screening, they do um, video interviews, which I did. I did three interviews, and you're essentially selling TED on your idea mm-hmm. and yourself. Um, you're yeah, you're you're going to TED, which which esteems itself to be the mother of all ideas, and then you say, "Why should you choose me?" And it worked. And I gave a talk on my research. And my research is about using immune cells to deliver drugs to treat cancer. And thinking of drugs, thinking of, sorry, thinking of immune cells as specialized delivery vehicles. That was my whole idea and the kind of platform that I wanted to use. Um, I There are a few people who are kind of doing this method right now, but it's still kind of new. And I'm hoping to base my research. I want my contribution to be a pioneer in this field, to do work that will be used in the future. And I wanted to give a talk about that because I thought it was new. I didn't think people were really thinking about this in this particular way. And I wanted to spread that idea. Mm-hmm. And that was what I gave my talk on. And so after I got, after I was admitted to TED, I spent a lot of time then writing the speech because then they're like, okay, great, you're in. And now you have to write a talk and it has to be five minutes long and you have to memorize all of it. And then you have to have all your slides. And so every two or three weeks I would go and I would give a talk. I would practice in front of the team. They would tell me whether they liked it or they didn't like it. And I would go back and it was a really, I learned things I did not know before that I thought I knew. I thought Mm -hmm. I was a good speaker. I thought I was good at presenting. And I basically got to take my game to a different level. And I also got to learn how to talk to non-scientists. Which, again, you would think this podcast would be helpful for that, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) you always have something to learn. And I absolutely learned a lot about how you give a clear and crisp message and a simple one. How do you communicate something complex in a very simple way? Because it is possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it sort of brought you to this whole other level of both science communication and public scholarship, which I think is really exciting. And personally, I, I think that like... Uh, it's the TED Talks like Liz's um, by like academics and truly creative types that are the most exciting to me because I think there's also the <laughs> other like TED cliche of like, oh, this is CEO tells you about your business ch- tips or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of interesting to dream about TED and then become TED. Like, what is that point when, what makes you a TED speaker? Because I think when we see the TED Talks, you're like, that's a TED speaker. How they get there? That's so amazing. And so to go from just like, well, I'm, today I'm just Liz. And <laughs> and I also say that because when we met all the other fellows and we're, we're finally in Vancouver and now we're practicing, we're doing a practice run through, going through hair and makeup, and then you get on stage and you're like, oh, oh crap, like they're, the TED the big TED letters, TED letters are there and like the stage and it's real and you're talking and it, and it is see people transform and it's just really amazing. Also to go through that whole process with all the other fellows and kind of seeing what their goals were and like, oh my God, you, you made a film? It's, you, you write books? You, you, 
yeah, like someone's actually trying to prevent depression rather than treating depression. Mm. That's just you made a startup that brings fresh fruit in China. Like what what is happening now? It's a calamity, which is is one uh, one fellow had a punchline. She studies clams. And then she had this slide, it's a calamity. And like okay. we all laughed and we got t-shirts. I have a t-shirt that's called It's a Calamity. And I feel like it's going to be more of an inside joke now. But it's going to be one of my fave shirts. That's awesome. Speaking of like inside, well, not exactly inside joke thing. So Liz briefly mentioned before that. <laughs> I want to see where you're going um, with this. Okay. So this is awkward transition. But the whole Shonda Rhimes and Serena Williams thing, like I just would get these, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks before as the speaker list was coming out, like I'd get these excited texts or something oh, yeah. from Liz being like, oh my gosh, Sonda Rhimes is going to be here. Um, so do you want to, I feel like that's also something I, think I was, it was just the, I, going. It, Yeah, I guess I'm underwhelmed by it personally. That's probably why I'm, but I was excited to have an email that had my name on it and her name on it. <laughs> I think I was really into that. And you got a photo but with her. I, kind there's of, a photo of all the black people at TED. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all took a photo like, a, and it kind of felt like a family actually. Cause I actually got to know quite a few of them and it, we're still going to talk and it's going to be awesome. And what well, I guess what I really want to say is that, yes, I saw Shonda Rhimes and yes, I saw Al Gore, but I really, I guess I do want to de-emphasize that because there are so many other really amazing people there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I actually got to talk to um, that were really life-changing. And, you know, if you look at a picture and you only say, oh, like, there's Shonda Rhyme, like, you miss the fact that you're in the picture of 30 other people who were really amazing. Very true. And for me, when I was in the space, the celebrity, like, you don't – It's and it's also, like, really cliché – I think they, they tone it down for you. And it's really cliche to just like fan fan out on someone like that mm-hmm. when they're trying to do normal work. And it got to the point where these people are just walking around. I'm like like in a buffet line right next to them. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. That's good. Um, also, I say that to say that when I actually do talk to Shonda Rhimes, I really want to have a conversation with her and not like, I think your work is great because that's also not really well received. Mm-hmm. Being in that space was really awesome, though. So, yes, I'm not quite giving you exactly what you want, Zine, but I think it's really true to how I feel, which is mm-hmm. that um, the people that I'm, like, super excited about, that i super excited that I got to meet, probably weren't, like, the big-name people and even seeing them there, I got to see them in a more human way. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. And also, I, I think some people are really, like, excited. Like, they're like, I'm going to fangirl and ask you for a million pictures. But I didn't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was also not, like, a cool thing to do either way. <laughs> you, don't, you don't do that. Yeah, it's kind of an invasive. Oh, another... And actually, uh, yeah, it is really invasive. Yeah, I was going to say another encounter that um, I was thrilled that you got to see is that you got to meet a mutual friend with our former boss um, who might be oh, a, yeah. a, a well-known personality to some of our listeners. So that is the funny... That is the really funny one that I will say. So yeah. I... The TED... The conference had just opened and we just wanted to see what the venue looked like. And so we we're turning to go back and I'm, the escalator is coming up 
And it's D-Ray, D-Ray McKeeson, who is a social rights activist, um, part of Black Lives Matter. And I'm looking at him and I'm kind of looking at him for a little too long because in my head I'm thinking, wait, is that D-Ray or is this like another black person? Like I really can't, like I'm trying to wearing facial his vest? recognition. <laughs> he was wearing the okay. vest, but okay. also because I wasn't expecting him, I just like didn't, I looked too long. So when he comes up to the top of the escalator and I'm like, oh wait, that is him. I actually look away and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I was staring at you. And then he just comes up and he says, yeah, it's D-Ray. <laughs> it's D-Ray. That's all he says. He just says, it's D-Ray. And I'm like, this is, and I'm like, well, great. He's engaging with me. I'm like, oh, the, oh, like, it's exciting. I'm sorry I looked at you for so long. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? And so, again, for me, it's like, do I have something to say to you? Otherwise, like, I'll just acknowledge you from a distance. Because, and that's probably the introvert in me talking. But then I say, oh, well, you know, do you remember Erica Osterman went to Bowdoin? You know, you guys... She said that she, you guys used to work together and she speaks very highly of you. And, and then he kind of like instantly flips up his shirt and I'm like, what? What's about to happen here? <laughs> but he was just showing me his belt because he wears his Bowdoin belt everywhere he goes. And he kind of talked about Bowdoin for a little bit. Uh, and then I said, yeah, so like he loves Bowdoin. Um, and then he just, we talked and then I said, well, I'm giving, I'm a TED fellow. I'm giving a talk on tomorrow you should talk you should totally come to the talk mm-hmm. and that was it and it was awesome and i was like i just met d-ray and at that point you know it was the first day and everyone was starting to come in and so that was also like i think i just got out i think shonda Rhyme just passed me in the elevator she's just walking like nothing like she doesn't have an entourage she's just walking you know and then like my other friends are like oh serena williams just asked us for help about how to find registration like, none of us ever talked to these people. It was just like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's going to happen. And that, like, happened the whole conference, and you just kind of get used to it. Um, and it was, like, pretty interesting. Yeah, I remember the other funny but thing D-Ray is that... But D-Ray was really funny, because he's just like, it's D-Ray. Like, yeah, you're right, it's me. <laughs> like, on the opposite <laughs> side, I remember on the schedule, there was promised, like, some sort of, like, a secret world guest, and we are trying to guess who that person was. Yeah. And we were like, maybe it's Michelle Obama, um, but it was yeah. the Pope. It was the Pope, and I was, I was um, under impressed, um, because he wasn't actually yeah. So it, it, I guess the the point of actually being at the conference to see them in the flesh, that kind of factor was gone because he wasn't physically there. Yeah, yeah. And the talk went up online the next day, so there was no real special access know, or like intimacy or special access for me but um but i think the other the more real point is that i had hyped it up so much that because if it so it wouldn't have mattered is because it wasn't michelle obama i was just unhappy <laughs> i know that was the, that was slightly the problem like as That's we're talking about what it was yeah like oh, obviously you know the pope is you know still cool to turn demographics but we're like oh my god oh michelle obama so awesome but then i was like wait on the other hand like what if it's going to be someone that like we're less thrilled about like Scarlett Johansson or like, you know. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. but I I mean it, I don't know. I think some of this is just me normally how I'm talking about this. But I also will admit that when you get into that space, it becomes less important who has the name, famous recognition, and more about the connections you make with people. Because eventually those connections will come. There have definitely been, like, you get introductions to people and you meet people. And 
I mean, again, there was somebody who I actually followed on Twitter who was just kind of there randomly, and like my, she followed me back. I was like, oh my god, she followed me back, or she she heard my talk. That was really exciting, but it's not necessarily someone that people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people I kind of met randomly who were like, wow, you you do what now? That's amazing. And I I think um, it became more about that. And I think it's also, and maybe we'll talk about this in the conferences, but you start to get in the in crowd and the in crowd doesn't respond that way. Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. The in crowd doesn't like- You've ascended to a different echelon of social existence than the rest of us, Liz. (laughs) Sure, I (laughs) I I don't wanna say that, but but um, I don't know. As an introvert, I just also feel like I have sympathy. Like, I don't want to rush them. So even if I never reached I would have never probably bombarded them to ask them for, definitely never ask them for a picture or anything. So, But Ted was amazing. I will follow up. I made a lot of great friends. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of opportunities I want to follow up on. And I feel like my whole trajectory could change. And that's exciting Yeah, to feel like I have all these friends. And that's, yeah, I'm really excited. And I will, in a year or two, apply to be a senior TED fellow, which means I get to go to four conferences, four TED conferences. Oh, cool. Just like Jedida. Uh-huh. So the Jida is when um, Catherine Young, who was a lab mate of my, no, she, she is not one, but I think she wants to be one. Um, Danielle Lee, um, Sarah Parkak, who's an amazing paleontologist and also won the TED Prize. So yeah, there's some amazing people who will actually be guests on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So keep a lock on that. Woo-hoo. Keep a um, keep your head open for that. We are gonna have some TED people, some people I met at the TED conference, be on the pod. Mm-hmm. And you might so, also recognize these names exciting. because both Danielle Lee and Jedida Eisler have been some amazing proponents of women, especially Black women in STEM. Jedida runs Vanguard STEM. Mm-hmm. Danielle Lee has been done amazing blogging for um, a number of like uh, really big public outlets. I forget what what is her latest really big one, or um, so she does a blog for Scientific American, yeah. but she was also just announced as a National Geographic Explorer, yes, which is yes. an amazing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And she just finished her first year of being a new professor. She's amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love Danielle. You should follow She's both great. of them on Twitter. Like they have, they're funny. They have great yeah. advice. They do fantastic work. Um, yeah, she- I thought I was an introvert. I thought I was an extrovert and this conference told like just put me in my place. <laughs> I am not an extrovert. I I can meet people. I can meet new people. It has to be in a small group though. And then I have to have time to reflect and to compose myself and then to start again. And uh, I met real introverts at the extroverts at this conference and that was that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But why don't we talk about other conferences? So TED was like this like amazing megalo, just like every other conference I've ever been to on crack. And then that crack decided to dip itself in steroids and oh then take more crack. That's what this conference felt like. But Let's other talk academics. About, yeah, the tech yeah. conferences that the rest <laughs> of us are more likely to come to. Again, this is the PhD's podcast. Um, I'm Dr. Liz Wayne. I'm Dr. Zainyao. And we thank you so much for your support. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and SoundCloud at PhDivas Podcast. You can find our episodes on iTunes or Stitcher if you're an Android user. 
And if you have any questions about what we said, or if you'd like us to answer another very important question, please email us at phdivaspodcast at gmail.com. And we love you. Yeah, we and love you. For listening. Take care. <laughs> Sorry for the long hiatus. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.